the first tackle. I, I'm not. I don't. I'm, I don't like throwing things out. Just like a statement. People too much say it's the most important, the least important, the best, the best ever. This topic, Rabbi Yisrael called the introduction to Musr. This is Das Atzmacha, knowing yourself is the Iker of Musr. There's a name the Yitzhahara gets in this week's Haftarah. The Haftarah for Shabbat Shuvah. There's a name the Yitzhahara gets that so much lies. A lot lies in the name. The Gemara Bracha says, Shema Garam. A person's name causes who they are. I used to have a hobby when I was in base Medrash we had Sudas Predas when a guy left the yeshiva we had a party and I liked speaking about a guy through his name everything's in a guy's name Shema Garam a guy's name is powerful what you name a kid is very powerful I'm very into don't make up your own combinations Binyamin one day when you name a child don't like say well I like the name Teferis something Try, try to avoid that. Try not to make up too much your own combinations. The best thing is a name, because names are very, very powerful. I, I have a, a Rebbe in Eretzro who's a big bucky in names. There's a Yidre Fisher who's Nifter, who's a big expert in names. You ask somebody who's an expert on names. Names are very powerful. The bottom line is... Why do people have... Is it not good to have a nickname thing? That's not your name, though. That's not your name. After you die, though, I ask your name, Shemayim. And your whole life you were in the you won't be able to remember or whatever. I, I hear, I hear, I hear. Some people say like that. What's an expert name? It's easy to remember. They know the kaifas. No, they know the kaifas. What each name represents. Like last name or first name? First, 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 last name doesn't matter. First name. The bottom line is, is that the Yitzhahar has a name in this week's Haftarah that's massively important. And his name is a Tzifayni. Tzifayni. That's his name, Tzifayni. Yo, Tsefaini. His name's Tsefaini. What does Tsefaini mean, Abi? I want you to hear this. The Yitzhahara. He's our mortal enemy. He's, re- he's also a friend. I say he's our enemy. He's also our friend because all our greatness comes from beating him. If you don't have a Yitzhahara, you can't become great. If a guy's naturally good at something, it's worth zero. Zero. Only is worth what you overcome. What you fight and overcome. So I say he's our enemy. He's a friend because we need that enemy. The analogy I would give, a great boxer only gets great at boxing, only gets a name if he has some opponent that he can beat. If there's no opponent, he's not, you only become Joe Lewis if you beat, if you have opponents and good ones to beat. So he's our friend and our enemy. He's our enemy, but he allows greatness from us. But this guy, this adversary of ours, who allows our greatness, his name is Sifaini, Ezra. What does the word Sifaini mean? Northern. So he's excellent, Benyamin, north. What is another meaning of Tzafon? Search. You know another meaning of tzafon? Tzafon. It means north. Search is, is amazingly close. What does tzafon mean? Hidden. Hidden. The word tzafini means the hidden one. Now why is the Eight Sahara called the hidden one? Why is he called the hidden one? What's your full name? Aaron Benyamin? Beautiful name. So he's called the hidden one. Why in the world is he called the hidden one? You know why he's called the hidden one? He's, you know, there are two types of warfare. There's two warfares in the world. There are people that stand their regular warfare is they sit and slug it out. There's something called guerrilla warfare. Guerrilla warfare is illegal in the world. It's not allowed. You know, according to world law, according to the UN, an army has to wear a uniform. You know, it's a law. If a soldier fights without a uniform identifying what country he's from, he's illegal. Now, you could, in, a, in the Hague, it's called the Hague, is where they put people up for work crimes. They try. The world has a special court and they try people for war crimes. A war crime is not to wear a uniform because you're obligated to identify. I'm American, I'm British, I'm Russian, I'm Japanese. What country are you from? 
You're obligated. You're obligated to say, I am your enemy, I'm fighting you. Declare you're, you're the enemy. You're obligated to do that. It's illegal in world, and a guy could get a re- you get war crimes. It's called guerrilla warfare. Guerrilla warfare, the enemy does not identify themselves. They certainly do it's not wear uniforms. No? And they, they hide and they sneak and attack. Guerrilla okay. warfare. Not a revolutionary. Like that. that is, that is Chaim the Yitzharim. He's guerrilla warfare. He does not stand toe-to-toe, tip often, yeah. often. One of his main eights is not to stand toe-to-toe and say, do an Avera. Because a yid is so good to his core, it wouldn't work. That the Eight Sahara. Now Hashem could have had him do that. That's not what he had him do. I have a whole reason why I don't like philosophy. I don't think it's important philosophy. I think... Rebellion mix up Musa and philosophy and has very bad results. Yaakov asked me a question to start. Is life fair? And I don't like philosophy. I like Musa. It's a different thing. Philosophy is what man thinks about God. Musa is what God thinks about man. I'm into what God thinks about man. Our thoughts on God are only important what he tells us. Anyway, that's theology. Theology, philosophy is not my style. I like Musa. Hey, I need you to hear this. The second point also, after both, and I want you to run to your thing. The games don't start till one. Listen to this, like this, like this. They're not going to go zero and two, probably not. Anyway, like this, Abi. The Kitzur is the Yitzharu is called the Tzifaini, a hidden one, because his main way he fights us, Abi, is not toe to toe. He doesn't battle us as we toe to toe and say do averes. What he does is he works very deep within us, not getting us to recognize what we're doing. That's what he loves doing. Not to be in touch with what's happening. It's remarkable how out of touch people are with their own nesiyanis, with their own challenges, without facing up. I'm going to give an example that's a very coarse example. It's really much more subtle than this. Every, the example's very easy, but a lot of times you need something more coarse. Coarse means like obvious. Coarse means like blatantly achi. It's not subtle. Coarse. It's achi openly. You know, you could use a coarse word, like a very bad word. Well, yeah, but it's not the cleanest language. I'm going to give examples that are extreme, only to bring out, we can laugh at the extreme example, but all of us do these things all the time. The extreme example is a guy says, I'm not angry at that guy. It's just the principle. Yes, you're very angry. You are angry. You're being, you are angry. That's a very coarse example of the Yitzhahara who wants us not to face, I'm very angry. I'm not jealous, it's just not appropriate when he does, you're jealous, you are jealous. But the Yitzhahara, that's very coarse examples. The Yitzhahara wants us to feel, I'm not angry. He, that's the way he fights with us. By not getting in touch, I am angry, Tzviyari. I am angry. By not getting in touch. If you don't get in touch, you never solve. Um, again, I'm going to use very coarse examples, very extreme examples. There's a psychologist in the world who many parents are against. They hate this guy. He's known for getting kids angry at the parents. So he, he has a reputation. People hate him. I know Rabbanim who say it's us or to go to him. I love him. I think he's good. I think he's a good man and a good person. Why do people think he gets kids angry? There are kids who till today don't talk to their parents because of this man. So people call him dangerous. People call him dangerous. You can look online, you see people write about this guy, he's dangerous, don't go to him. There are abundant who ask their people to go to him. I disagree, I think he's good. What happens? He takes a kid who's numb. A kid's not angry at his parents. This kid has been hurt in different ways. I'm not one of these guys into a kid being angry at the parents. I can't stand that. You're going to hear part two of this morning. I have two parts I must talk about today. I'm in to knock it off and be a good son. We're going to get to that part two of today. I'm not into being angry. I'm not into all that. I don't have, I'm not a Westerner. Westerners teach every kid to hate their parents. I'm in to love them, respect them, and knock it off. But I want to explain something. This psychologist, I'm bringing out a point. This psychologist, what he does is he has this kid who's numb. His parents maybe hurt him, and he's numb. Until he's angry, he's never going to love his parents. Anybody who knows the stages knows, till you feel. This psychologist gets the kid feeling. The kid's very angry. He gets in touch with what they quote-unquote did. 
Then after he gets in touch with what they did, with what happened, and he stops being numb, he's very angry. Afterwards, if, they, if the parents respond properly, the kid ends up loving his parents. Because <laughs> the order is numb, angry, love. You can't accept and forgive till you feel. Denial, anger, acceptance. Yeah, calls man as denial. This, I, don't, I, I, I just don't care. Guys, I'm not angry at my parents. I just don't love them. I just don't. You hate them. You're mad. You're livid. Because I'm not angry. I'm not angry. The guy, till he feels, he's never going to love and forgive and enjoy and appreciate. Okay, so he talks about it with, with Das. They discuss what happened, what's going on. My point in the mushroom is that classic Yetzirah, that he wants a person not to be in touch. He wants him not to feel. So you don't even know. The guy sitting there is like completely numb. And Yetzirah loves that. Cole's man, you don't engage him. You can't beat him. You want Yetzirah, open field, come here and fight, buddy, and then you can beat him with Siata Deshmaya. He wants to be a Tzifaini, a hidden one. He wants to attack in ways you don't even know, you're not in touch, you don't even know what you're battling. He loves that. He loves staying in the subconscious, staying underneath. That's how the Yetzirah loves to do it and always does it. And when the person calls him out and recognizes and works it, and works it through and faces up to it, it's always a cure. Yaakov Avinu has a conversation with the Malach Amaves, with the Sarei Shalesav. The Sarei Shalesav is the angel. Chazal tell us the same as the Malach Amaves. The same, it's all the same guy. There's three people who are one and the same. There are three angels who are the same guy. Who are the three angels? The Yitzhahara, the Satan, and the Malach Amaves. I'm going to talk in a few minutes why it's the same guy. What does that mean? God couldn't afford another angel. He's being cheap on the angels. There are millions and billions of angels. And somehow, God, and no two angels, an angel doesn't get two jobs, A.B. All of a sudden, these three jobs, I'm going to talk about what the jobs are. Three jobs is given to one guy against the rules of angels. Angels usher only have one job. And this God like got cheap all of a sudden. He didn't want to make extra angels. So there's one angel who does three jobs. He's the Yetzirah. What is the Yetzirah? The seducer of sin. What's the Satan? What's the Satan? What's the Satan? The Yetzirah is the seducer of sin. What's the Satan? In one word, somebody tell me what the Satan is. Accuser, I like that. Aryeh Yanvari, bang, bang. The prosecutor, the accuser. The prosecutor. The Satan is the one who, after you sin, goes to heavens and testifies against you. And then the Malach carries out the execution. So he said, watch this. He seduces you to sin. He testifies about the sin you did, and then, he's, and then he executes you. He's all three. He gets you to do the sin. He testifies that you did the sin, and he prosecutes the sin. And, he, then, and then he's the judge who kills so all of a sudden, Shem, God doesn't have one angel, and here, one angel does it all. Isn't that interesting, Dave? Why do you say God, an angel only gets one job. There's an exception to that. There's an angel who's given three jobs, nasty jobs. He gets, seduces us to sin, step one. Then he prosecutes us for doing the sin. He testifies against us. And then he's the executioner who carries out the punishment. The, the name for those three jobs are Yetzirah, Satan, and Malach Amavis. Why did God all of a sudden have one? Maybe he didn't want so many bad guys. He didn't want like a... He didn't want so many bad guys. He had only one villain. Why did God do this? Shmuel, you ever wonder this? Shmuel, you hear what I'm asking? There's what Normally an angel only has one job. There's one angel who's given a lot of jobs. He's given the job of seducing us to sin. That's called what? Yetzirah. Then being a Satan is a prosecutor. He testifies against us. And then he's the Malach Amavis. He carries out the Einish. All one dude. One villain. What God have one guy do so much? David then Ush. David. You like this question, Dov? Honestly, I don't necessarily understand why it's a good question. It's just like he needed some... But usually an angel only gets one job. 
The rule is Sarashi and Chumash. An angel only gets one job. This angel gets three jobs. God spared, he couldn't afford to make a couple more. There are billions of angels. Make a couple more. It's three different jobs. One job, seducing, you got, you know, I said, you know, I said, he seduces the sin, it's a full-time job. <laughs> you have one job, he's a seducer. Next, he prosecutes. And then a third job, he's the executioner. Usher. I want Usher, then Arya, then Shmuley. Ooh, I love you. Come here, come here. I love that. What he said, said, says Ashamaris from Los Angeles, Kobe fan. Ellie, listen to this. Says Ashamaris, the Yitzhahara comes like he's our friend. He says, Come, it's going to be a good show. It's good, you know. He's like, you know, you have different things as but at least Chach, he's a friend, and he says, Come, come, let's go to the rave. It's going to be a good Good times. The rabbi wants you to stay away from good things. You know, maybe he talks about a world to come, but I, you know, let's do good now. Me against the rabbi. He wants you to have it good in 84 years. I say have it good today. <laughs> Who do you want to listen to? That bearded guy is in 84 years. It's really going to be good. Come, come for 84 years. Do you do anything, Usher, for 84 years? Avram, I need you to hear, I need you to hear both things. Tell the guy who you're talking to. Who? Tell you who the race that after the second thing you're going to call him up. Tell him I love him too. After the second thing you're going to call him. Usher like this. Usher like this. So who are you going to listen to? Do you do anything for 84 years from now? We do for now. Guy tells you 84 years, so that's going to be a schmack. So the Yitzhahara we view as our friend. Hashem to do us a favor, says Usher Maris. Do you know your friend visualizes it? The friend who seduces you come. He then runs directly from the rave. He drags you there. Directly from there, he goes up to heavens to his next job and prosecutes you. And directly from there, he's sent by God to carry out the execution. He ain't your friend. Picture his next two jobs. He's not your friend. If Hashem made one malach, he, he, he seduces. So maybe the seducer Chach is a friend. It's important to visualize the same angel who seduces, testifies, and prosecutes. It's, good for it's you. one it's good. guy, visual. One dude. Needed. Go, come, come. <laughs> Just remember where he's going right after he finishes with you. He goes right up immediately. Take if his next job. He's a very busy man. Every angel has one job. You have to picture it. You know, people. The, 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 the government sometimes will put somebody out there who gets people. I, I always think it's like unfair. They'll seduce somebody to do an Aveira. They'll sell drugs. The government angel agent. He gets you to do to do drugs. Then he runs and he, he runs to the police. You get arrested. Cuffs. He's not your friend. He's sent by the police to get you to do it and then to arrest you for doing it. The people, I always feel it's not fair, they'll call these Muslims and they'll try to tempt them. They say, come, let's build a bomb together. And they build a bomb and then they have you arrested. I was working for the FBI. I almost said it's not fair, but you, you got me to do it. Yeah, I wanted to see if you'd give in. Are you loyal or not? Remember where he's going straight. He goes straight to the government to squeal on you, your, your close friend, who said, come, come, that's going to be so mishmat. He goes right to the government to squeal. So that's the Yetzirah. Now, Abi, what he, Iker thing he wants us is not to be in touch. He wants us not to be real about things, not to recognize what's happening, not to be complete, this is what's going on. I had a Misa with a Bachar. I told the guys this story. A mother sat in the office a few years back and she told me things about her son, difficult things about her son. And she was very, very worried. So I called, I said to her as follows, I hear everything you're saying. I'm close to your son. He is self-aware about every challenge to a T. He's self-aware. What would you say if I would call him in and he, I would say him speak about your challenges and he would say everything you're worried about and describe how he's working on it? 
then you just cheer him on. I called the buff and I said, I know this is hard to do in front of your mama. He had a lot of tainas on his mama. But I begged him to please talk about his challenges in life. In front of his mother, in a beautiful, articulate way, he went through every challenge. He was so self-aware. He understood. He was a Ben Aliyah. He mamish understood himself. His mother's jaw was on the floor. He was so articulate. That is the first step to steiging. We're standing here four days left. The first step is honesty. A brutal honesty with self. I, don't, I shouldn't even call it brutal because we're good. We're good. But an honesty of what's happening, of what we're about. Till somebody's honest, there's no part, there's no start to solution. Till we're amazingly honest, and the Sahara's goal is to be a tzifini, to be hidden. The person's not clear with what's happening, what he's doing, why he's doing. I'll tell you something crazy. Somebody once asked me. Somebody once asked me to speak to a group of Rebbeim who were very, it was a certain yeshiva, and I was asked to come down there. I want you to hear this. Yaakov, who is a Shmuli, I want you to hear this. Shmuli, this is vital. I want you to hear, I, I apologize. You're on the phone, it's good. You're running the whole yeshiva. You get, you get a guy like Shmuli, don't, uh, no cheers, I, it's, it's, I don't want to make this cheap. You get a guy like Shmuli once in a lifetime. You rarely get, in the seven years, you get one or two of this like this. The, the, the vibe and the warmth and the energy. The yeshiva is big this year. Blessed be the Lord, we have Shmuli. If you get a guy like this, 180 is nothing for him to run. 190. The beautiful energy and sincerity and warmth and encouragement and nice to all. To me, I'm covered. If you think I'm saying it, I was talking to Menachem Wiener alone in the office an hour ago. He said, Shmuli is here this year. Everything's fine. Everything's in good hands. I'm thankful we have Shmuli. So I want you to keep doing what you're doing. Shmuli like this. I was asked to speak. Sviari, listen to this. I was asked, there was a yeshiva. The Rebbeim were unbelievably not close to the guys. Unbelievably. There was no connection, the Rebbeim, to the guys. So I was asked by somebody who was very powerful in that yeshiva, can I sit with the Rebbeim and talk to them about Kshanim to the guys? So I sat at a table like this, Vadi, like this, and I was talking to the Rebbe about what it means to be close to Bakram. I promise you, the nature, the way I see it, the Bakram of these Rebbeim had very unbelievably little Kesher to the guys. From a scale of 1 to 10, 10 is a good relationship, 1 is none, it was a 1. Maybe a negative 100. Like it just was very, from a 1 to 10, they just no Kesher. It wasn't, they were good people. There was no, the Tzadikim, Malachim, they didn't have, there was no relationship. There was no, a Bachar didn't feel close. I'm not talking about you're nice. They were all nice. And Bachar my Rebbe is such a nice guy. There was no warmth, no connection, Kesher. You know what he, the closest expression of friendships you did? What does the word you did mean? Yad, yad, hand in hand. That's actually closer, Rashi. Oreya is closer. Oreya. What are the expressions of friend? Chaver, you did, and Reya. You know what they mean, all those words? What's a chaver? A friend. What does the word chaver mean? A chiber, connection. What's a yadid? A beloved, a friend. Yad, yad, hand in hand. What's a reya? A reya is the closest lesson of friendship. Reyim ahuvim, it says, Azar Reyim. A reya is a friend. What does the word reya mean? Broken. Uh oh. Shua, uh oh. Every other expression for friendship is close. Chaver is chiber. You did his hand in hand. A ray as a... Great. Even, even in Why is the... No, no, don't be so... You, mm. too, too, too from. Let, let's, I like Pashtas. Pshat. Why is a reya break? You did hand in hand. Chaber is a chaber. A reya, the closest l- lush in a friendship, is a break. Shmoli pshat. No drash. Don't get from on me. What's pshat? Somebody say pshat. No from. No, even when we said... That's too from pshat. Well, every other lashon of friendship is connection. Chaver is chiber. You did is yad yad. And then the strongest lashon of friendships break. Trua, true is a broken sound. Ray has a break. Yeah, it's the opposite. All the other languages. Tzvi, are you ever bothered by this? Are you bothered by it now? The closest Lush in a friend. Oh, and there it's Yisrael Dicker. Shalom Aisha. 
Shalomaisha. Me and you are at Israel Dickers. Chaver means what? Friend. That means chibur, connection. You did means you did. Say you did, Shelly. Maza you did. Ma? Tagid bivrit. Love English. I know. No Americanim and Achno. Maza you did. Friend, yad yad, hand in hand, and then reya. What's a reya? Reya mahuvim. What does the word reya mean? Break. A true as a broken sound. Reya is broke. So why is the word break? Friendship. Two from Davin Nechemia. Two from. That was Chaim. What do you say, Davin Nechemia? <laughs> It's cute. I, I, always, I want pshat. Chaim and Dov and Chaim said beautiful. They said like a break even when we... Fa- I want pshat. What are you saying pshat? Why would a f- lush and a friend should be a break? Maybe since they're so close that they don't need to connect. That's, you always need to connect. Oh. Says Shemi, maybe Dov Nechem is a teeth, maybe Dov Nechem meant this. Says Shem Shills, that it means we're two parts of one whole. Oh. We're just broke, we're one piece, we're just broken off into two parts. We're really one, that's break, is the word is, we're just two pieces of something. So it means break, it means we're two halves of one, we're just two parts. That's the break. Every. I put my shoe got pulled away. No, I, I left, I lose my shoe, it's an old habit. Every time there's a bris, a treaty, what's a bris? Two people coming together, they break things in half. Avram had a bris Lashem, they had, they had, they had these animals chopped in half. Because we're two parts of one whole. That's the Pshad Reya. Anyway, so back to this, I'm meeting Rebbeim, listen to, listen to this on. So I'm meeting, I'm meeting these Rebbeim, and they don't have good Tzviyel, listen to this. This is, this is remarkable. It was a life-changing experience for me. Tzviyel, I want you to hear this. So around the table are a group of Rebbeim, Tzadikim, Gedolim, beautiful people who have no connection to their Talmidim. When I say connection, I mean an honest relationship that the kid is close, the kid confides in his Rebbe, feels comfortable, has honest dialogue. The kid would call his Rebbe, I was thinking this, real. I'm not talking about I like my Rebbe. I'm talking about connection, friend, mamish, close, real. You know what I mean? Open up. You'd express to your Rebbe. I hear all time. He's very parental. He's very close to his Rebbe. No, he's not. He never once was open to Rebbe. He never sat down. So Rebbe, I want something on my mind. Some, I'm talking about real. I'm not talking about close. They slap five. I'm not talking about shallow. I'm talking about real. You know, two friends that are close, that are open to each other, that are honest to each other, that are comfortable, that feel care for real. I'm not talking about anything. Relationship. You know what I mean? To have a relationship with somebody, you're really close. You confide. You're comfortable with. You share with. Maish real. So these, I'm sitting with Rebbe, and we have no connection to kids. Zero. That was just, from a one to ten, there is zero. They're in Sidkus, there are a hundred. In Ben Adam Lamaka, Ben Adam Lechaveri, they never would hurt a good people. So I was talking about connection. And the scariest thing happened. The scariest thing, you have to hear this. They weren't shy to understanding what I was talking about. Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you have to. Yeah, Yeah, we all. You don't, they weren't makir that they don't have it. They weren't makir, frightening. Because that's the Yitzhahara likes when we're out of touch with reality. They, they weren't makir, what I was talking about. There was no conversation. They didn't even know what it means, relationship, connection. They were so, if they knew what it was and they said, I'm, I'm not so good at that, they, were not, not, they weren't bad people. They're not good at that out of being rebellion. I want in the classroom connectors. There's some people are not good. I know Rabbanim that are brilliant. And I watch year after year people misspell them want to go to their shul because it's tempting. Something that's pretty and tempting is brilliant. So another person, I'm going to get close to him. And in 15, 20, 30 years, I've never seen one person get close. It's not possible to get close. There's some people, that's their nature. You just can't get a care of it. Their kids, their best friends aren't close to them. They're not connectors. They don't connect well. They don't share themselves. They're just not connectors. They're not open, comfortable, but you could connect. Natural. They're not connectors. They're not connectors. Could they work in themselves? Shvach. 
I want in the classroom connectors. People, it's shy to get close to you. They can get close to you, you can get close to them. Connectors. That's what I want. That's my thing. I think we need, but I was talking, I was nishtaimim, if they were self-aware that I'm not shy to it or what I could do to it, then there's what to talk about. They, we couldn't even get the first base, they didn't even understand it. That's the eight to the eight Sahara. He never wants clarity and understanding. If all those Abayim say, would be macro, I'm weak at it. I'm weak at it. Then we could work. What do we do about it? Do you have an assistant Rebbe who can, who can make up? That would be a very good idea. Have a second Seder Rebbe who could do it. Or maybe they could try things. Maybe they can be... They couldn't even understand what it was to even get the first base. Until you're mocking or something and the lacking and what is necessary. The Yitzhaharu loves that. He never wants us to face up to Lysianus. He wants it to be a tifaini. It's this unspoken, hidden thing. That's the best. We're, ne- we're not near a solution if it's not clear. When it's clear, I tend to get angry. I tend to get jealous. Never feel bad. Hashem made us that way. I want to tell you an embarrassing story. I'm embarrassed, but I, I wouldn't say this day one. I'm already close enough. I and I abandoned for years. I'm close enough. I've waited for years for him to come. He came now. I'm thrilled. So I'm going to share something that's true. I'm embarrassed, but for this, for this shmuz, I have to say it. Maybe you won't look at me too bad. I have much worse affairs, but this is still embarrassing. Listen to this, Abi. Listen to this. Give your phone to Shmuley for a minute. Shmuley, give, I'll give him my phone. Here, take mine. Like this. The, listen to this, Abi. I was in the base Medrash. I was a Rebbe in the base Medrash for nine years. I was very involved in running the base Medrash. And the Gabbai used to call me up, used to call me up like a coil guy. Whenever he called up, I sat in the back. That was the style of the base Medrash. She was sat in the front. I sat in the back. I, I didn't think I cared. I didn't think I cared. And I'm sitting in the back. And when Dali, he called me up as a cold guy. I don't think I'm a big covered guy. I, hope, I, I wouldn't have guessed I would care, A.B. I wouldn't have guessed I would care. He calls me up for an aliyah. And, and I wouldn't think I would You called up like a curl guy. A bacher once pointed it out to me. And I promise you I cared. Now it's embarrassing. What in the world do you care? What name? He didn't call me up properly. Yeah, stupid. What do you care? Does it matter? That, that's, you're a two-year-old. The answer is I cared. That's a fact. I can pretend, I can make believe I cared. That's the argument. I have two choices. If I say, hey, it doesn't bother me, I don't care. I will never come to the day that it won't bother me. Never come to the day. I want to come to a day where you're so secure and comfortable you're bugging out. We're having such a party. What's wrong? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing in Muncie? Oh, you're going with him? What are you sitting here for? Run. You're keeping them waiting. That's lucky. Apologize to Eitan that I kept them waiting. Run, run, run. Abi, so, <laughs> enjoy. I shouldn't say enjoy. You're not going to have the occasion. But Tiskel and Mitzvah, I should say. Not ones like this, though. Okay. The kids are, he's going to do a chesed. He's going to do a chesed. I held him up. I just like him. Okay. Could you, Asher, could you put the shtender on the floor? I want to see you better. Put that shtender right on the floor. It's not the Lakers I like. I was a Nick fan. It's you I like. Okay, now. The kids are at Varmiz. If I, Aaron, would say, I don't care. Yeah. Who cares? And trust me, I wanted not to care much, but I cared. And in order to come to not care, you have to first be honest that I care. God, it hurts me. You might laugh at yourself. We're funny like that. We're frail like that. We're funny and frail, but you have to be honest. Your Rebbe invites a certain book or a whole bunch of times to eat up for Shabbos and not you. If you say, hey, I don't, it doesn't bother me. No, I couldn't kill us. I like eating in yeshiva. I don't, I don't like imitations. <coughs> the guy who makes sheepas like this will never come to not care. The guy who doesn't have to announce it to the world. Tell one friend. It hurts me. 
it's a little frustrating. It, it's, it takes a lot to admit that. We want to be Superman. Nothing bothers me. The guy says it hurts me. It's a little hurting. Other people were invited. I wasn't. The admission, Vadi, it hurts me. You can then come to not caring, by the way. You can come if you're honest. The Yitzhaharu loves when we don't face up real things. We say, I don't know, it doesn't bother me. I like eating yeshiva. I actually, I actually don't think about Hashgoel. I actually think he's wrong for leaving. He abandons the yeshiva. I don't. All that, you will never come to deal with what you're feeling. You're, you're bothered by it. This is how the Yitzhaharu loves. That's why he's called the Tzifaini. He loves staying hidden, Asher. Instead of calling out and being honest. It hurts me when mom does this. It hurts me. Now, I don't say to announce it to the world. I don't say... When we're honest with it and we call it out, you can then talk to yourself and deal with it. You can then come... If you say, it hurt me when I didn't get the Aliyah, then you start laughing at yourself in a good way. That's so funny. Hashem made me this way. You don't, you don't feel low. If you're honest and true, you don't have to announce it to the world. You work with one friend, with your notebook, with something, you can then come to talk and not care. Right. To then say, I hear you talk about it, you think about it. But if you ignore it, like the Yitzhahara loves, you'll never come to perfecting it. In many, many areas, in all areas. It's the first start of Musa's being honest. What yes. Covered is covered. Covered. I'm not. These are not bad things. We're born that way. We're born to become great. Development. But if we want to come to now, Binyamin says it's not so bad to care. Self dignity. Okay. So there's no, all this. You have to cheshbon out. There's a part. Self dignity is good. How much do you care? What do you? These are madregas. I'm not. I'm not getting about how much to care, but at the point that we're honest with our feelings, we're honest with what's going on inside, then we can beat the Yitzhara. At the point we're dishonest, we never come anywhere. We have to be in touch. I notice there, there's, there's, there's a Maisa with the... There's a, listen to a Maisa. The Mashkiach of Hebron walks up to a Bacher, walks up to a Bacher, and he says to the Bacher, he says to the Bacher that we were your Shachras. So he said, I wasn't feeling well. The Mashkiach walks away. The Mashiach Chadash. The Mayor Chadash. So, so, the Mashiach, so, so a, a Talmud was there. He said, Rebbe, you always give a guy a beautiful schmooze about Shachas. You inspire. Here you just walked away. My hey. My hey, you just walked away. You didn't give him a schmooze. And then, he said, if the guy is honest and said, I am lazy, or it was honest. So then I give him a schmooze. He stopped saying, I wasn't feeling dishonest. The schmooze won't help. I know Bachram are always getting sick. Younger Bachram, I'm sick. This, he's not sick. He doesn't enjoy. He's normally, he has a lot of energy. It's hard to sit at davening and learning. What he does with that resolution is, is almost like a conflict. I want to be a good boy, Mitzad Echad. Mitzad Shani, it's hard to learn to sit, to get in a schedule. His eight is he's always sick. Many youngsters do this. He's not feeling well. He's never feeling... If you be honest, I am feeling Gishmat. Yeah, it's just hard to sick. What? I'll sick through yeah, Sure, it's the common. It's common for youngsters. I'm sick. But when he gets to honesty, I'm not sick. I just can't stand sitting of Elden. A Bacher recently texted me. He texted me a long tearjerker text, beautiful text, how he's going out of his mind. I can't learn for more than five minutes. I go crazy. I, the text, I started doing a dance alone in my house. If you saw me, thought I was a little weird. Where did you have yeah, yeah. So, started doing a shtickle shuffle. I was excited. <laughs> now, I, trust me. No. no. Trust me. Trust me. I feel bad his sorry's in. I honestly feel badly. But he doesn't realize what a step. Do you think, you think all of a sudden he's having struggle sitting? Wow. Years, the early years, he made up. I hate learning. I hate my Rebbe's. It was all dishonesty. Today he's facing the Mitzvahs. He doesn't sit so well. Well, he do not sit well. But he's facing up. That's half the solution. Three quarters, 98%. You, ah! It's like a Simcha Rabba. He called the Yitzhahara out. He has him sit. When the Yitzhahara is opposite you, you knock him out. My visual of the Yitzhahara is that Meshuggah Nabaksa who just retired. He's this defensive guy. If he would stand up straight to Manny, Manny would knock him out. 
but he's hiding, running, running away. People, well, the whole yeshiva, everybody was excited about this boxing match between this Flayweather against the guy, a guy Manny. And everybody was excited, this big boxing match of the history. And the one guy ran away for an hour, and then he's proclaimed the victor. He ran away. If they would have stood toe-to-toe, the guy would have knocked him silly. He ran for an hour, and then he's declared victor. That's the Yitzharim. If he stands up, we get to knock him out. But he runs away. It's Ifaini. He's a hidden one. Stand him up! I can't sit. So, so you can't sit. It's hard to focus. Now you're doing well. Once you stand them up, then you have solutions and etzers. There's nothing to be afraid of. Hashem made us. Made us this gewaldig. What he wants is you don't face him up. Reasons, excuses. I know people on the basketball court who live this way. There's stupidity, but they're always getting injured. It's lack of confidence. The guy's not injured at all. This hurts, that hurts, the next thing hurts. It's nothing's hurting him. He's just not confident. His anxieties say this hurts, he hurts this muscle. I know people, I've watched them. It's a good visual. It's a good visual. So he's always getting injured and scared. He's afraid. So instead, it's easier to have excuses. If he would say, I'm scared, then what do I do about being scared? The Sahara loves that you don't face up to what's going on, so you invent stuff. A man doesn't know that he's not injured? He doesn't face up to it. He, he, lay, he plays along you with the lies. So he doesn't face up. Yeah, you don't face up. I'm not hurt at all. I'm nervous. You're anxious. Okay, so beat the anxiety. Okay. That's much better. But the HR, that's a, just a visual, guys. If you think you're not shy to this, you are. We all are in our own ways. You know, it sounds funny on the court. On the court's a rare guy. It's one in 500. On the court, you meet a guy who's always getting injured. He's not injured at all. He's just anxious. He has a, feels, he feels, is, is he going to live up? So instead, he's always, oh, this hurts, that hurts. It's anxiety. He's not injured. You see guys with this every once in a while. He's not injured. He's just this, but he, he talks himself, oh, this hurts, oh, this. He's always, in, he's never injured. He's anxious. The, but that, that visual, I don't care on the basketball court, guys. In life, that's all of us, Arya. The Yitzhahara loves when we don't zone in. Their Rebbeim will feed into this. I met Bachram. I was sitting next to a guy on a bus. He told me I don't have Yerushimayim, Rebbeim saying he's lazy. He's not lazy. I can't stand when the true problem, the guy's lazy. He's not going to do with laziness. Rebbeim feed into it. It's not, it's not lazy. It's not his issue. He has focus. He doesn't have Yerushimayim. He's a focus issue. It's the area. There's a focus. It let's zone into what the issue. Then we beat it. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter asked the following question: Schoolas haTorah Shua is that when you learn a sugi, you're deficient at it perfects you and you can conquer it. So, so Yisrael said, how can people learn sugis and it doesn't conquer it? He said, because they learn the wrong sugi. Do you know a, a parent? My, a parent told me on that kid. On the kid, a, kid, a parent told me about their kid, you'd see that the kid's lazy. Sviari, your parent told me on their kid that the kid's lazy. I asked the parent if they have mental problems. They said, What do you mean? I said, I think you have mental problems. I'm serious. I said, You okay? Say, Go up here. I said, No, no, what do you ask? I said, Can I ask you something? Me and you, Yankee, listen to this. A parent told me on their we're going to meet in the office. Yankee, Martha, Kiss, Mayor, Simple, we're going to meet in the office right after I'm done. Yankee, a kid, a parent said to me on their kid, My kid's lazy. So I said, I think you have mental problems. Why? If, me, if we'd be going on a walk, me and these parents, me, Ezra, and these parents would go on a walk, and we would see a guy lying on a train track, face down lying on a train track, and the train is coming full speed, about to run him over. Squish. Squish. He's lying on the train tracks. The train is five seconds away from coming, David. We have to make quick decisions what we're seeing, Usher Sandberg. Five seconds from squishing the brains out of the sky, literally. Now we're sizing up the scene. Martha, is one of your, you know, we have different conclusions we can make here. Do you think that guy lying on the train track is lazy? 
That is not one of the options. If you think he's lazy, that's why he's on the train track. He's lazy. You are out of your mind. You're retarded. You need mental help. He's not lazy. He might be depressed. He might be unconscious. He might have banged his head. There, there are a few, I can think three, four possibilities. None of them are laziness. And if you think laziness is the problem, you're out of your mind. You need, you need help. The parents see the kid, he's lying in bed all day, he's in pain. His parents are angry, his rebbe's angry, he's angry at himself. If you conclude laziness is the issue, you, you, you're not thinking normally, you're not normal. It's not laziness. I'm lazy. You're lazy. That guy's not lazy lying on the train tracks. That's not his problem that he's lazy. The problem usually is concentration. The other factors, he doesn't listen well in shiurim. That's often a big factor. It's not lazy. See, it's a concentration issue. Oh, oh, okay. You know, he tends to space that. He doesn't like boring lectures. It's very normal. Okay, so let's see. What do we do? In long speeches, he listens for about a second, then his mind goes, oh, Many have that big deal. There are ways to beat it. We lose the sugya. The Yitzhahara loves that. We don't zone in on what the sugya is. The guy concludes, I must not have Yerushimayim. You know how many guys are convinced they don't have Yerushimayim? It's not to do with Yerushimayim. The guy learning all that he concentrates. You don't concentrate well. It has nothing to do with Yerushimayim. But then you learn you don't have Yerushimayim and you think you have no Yerushimayim and you live without Yerushimayim. That has nothing to do. You have a concentration. You say there. That Bachar often develops headaches and stomach, I'm sick, I'm this and that. Everything because he's not learning the right sugya. So he can't sit. See, yes, something has to be wrong. So he gets headaches and stomach aches. And nothing to do with it. I know yeshiva guys who have stomach, they don't have stomach aches. They're in yeshiva. I'm supposed to learn 12 hours a day. All their friends. I'm not where I'm supposed to have to be. A stu- you're where you're supposed to be. Instead, say, I can't sit so long. Say, what's the problem? Huh? Now you're zoned in. Now let's work. Big deal. If we'd be honest and zone in, Ezra, you know how many yeshiva guys have stomach problems? They don't have a stomach problem. His problem is his friends are learning X number of hours and he can't do it. See, instead of being honest, a big deal. You work through. The honesty is so geschmack. But the Yitzhara wants to be at Sifaini. You know how many yeshiva guys have stomach problems? They don't have stomach problems. So the guy's sitting with, and he, commit, and he really gets a stomach. He sits in the bathroom all day. I'm apologizing. He develops a stomach. He doesn't have a stomach problem. But he needs a teretz. He's all frustrated. He can't sit like his friends. So he has a stomach issue. Now, he's, now he has an answer. He has, he has mano, whatever you want to name it. All these nonsense. That he doesn't have mano. He doesn't have Epsom bar. He has one thing, that it's hard to sit 12 hours and he's supposed to and he's trapped. So there's the turrets. Instead of the honesty, it's hard for me to sit. Big stunk. See, your friends are sitting more than you, so why does it do anything? You have to take yourself and grow and figure out. I don't sit so well. That's a good observation. Solid observation. The Eight Sahara lives, thrives that we don't see the truth. He doesn't want us to face up the truth. And when you face up the truth, you have Rizigaliya. You grow like a beast. If you face up, I went to my Rebbe I told him a certain issue, I was struggling. He went wild, he was so excited. I'm like, what's my Rebbe happy? I'm crying while I'm struggling. My Rebbe mate was so happy. He said, Danielka, you're, most, you're halfway there, you're most of the way there. You're, you're facing up to it. Kivaldi, celebrate. Celebrate. Oh, good morning. You can't listen for so long. Kivaldi. Givaldi, whatever it might be, so many people have different things. Your jealousy, you Givaldi, oh, so nice, Kishmak, honesty. Don't worry, Martha, don't worry. Face up the Yitzhar and beat him to a pulp. Don't worry. Don't be nervous. But we tend to hide and, and create instead of working through Givaldi, embrace. If I had to say the Nakuda of the Yeshevarye, if I had to define, it's hard to define a gorgeous place of Aliyah, but the success of this Yesheva is honesty, authentic. One word, somebody says, you're in Waterbury for us man already. Explain it, authentic. No excuses, no hiding behind, nothing. Just zone in to what I'm working with and let me battle it. Let me face into what I need to work on and battle it. 
I find the reason in yeshiva I don't battle guy get, get chop, you're this, you're that. And those things are nice secular things to look dignified, it makes the school look good. It's nice stuff. But I, when you fight these things, a is busy battling, he can't zone in on authentic things. Indeed, authentic things, you know, I tend to get angry at my sister. I notice that none of such patience. You'll see Tzviyayi when you get married, life exposes you and it's beautiful to be exposed. It's a bracha to be exposed because then you work on new things. When you get married, you know how many Bali me, this the nicest people I met when they get married learn they're not fully nice. Why? I'm not going into right now. Your wife exposes certain bad midas that you have. And then you work on those. And then children expose yet other things. And you work on them. That's the growing person who beats the tzifaini, the hidden one. It's so good when it comes out. It's good when it comes out. Then you beat him. So do you not see the truth because you're afraid to change? Or is it because you're just not like uh, introspecting enough? I think there's, I think there's, I think both, I think both, I think there's a lot of fear. I don't think afraid to change, I think afraid to fight. It's easier to deny. It's easier, I don't know. It's, yeah, that, yeah, so be it, say there. Say it, so face it up, work through. It's good to be exposed like that. It's good to be exposed, then beat it. Then beat it, then overcome it, fight. Stand them up against you and fight. So that's the first message I wanted on, the, on this, the fourth to last day of the precious Aseris Yimei Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. We have Siata the Shmaya Hashem will help us. Stand up whatever it is you're against. Be honest about it and then slug it. But people invent so many different things. There's no need to invent a different thing. It is what, you see what it is, understand it. It's a life process. I'm 27 and I can tell you guys that I see things on myself that I never noticed before. I, I discover new things all the time. New things, I didn't have. I'm, I'm completely serious. I discover subtleties, nuances. I've been thinking for a long time about myself. And I discover things. I'm like, oh, I can't believe it. And then you're honest. It's so refreshing to discover. Be honest. In all the years of the yeshiva, I've been zaycheh to learn with Bach in 16 years. There's one type of bachar I can't do anything with. Zero. I can't have a relationship. Zero. There's nothing to do. Re- a guy asks me recently, like, what? Help this person. One bachar only. Only, only one thing. Dishonest. Dishonest. I've observed this for years. I promise. There's the mitzvah. A guy's not an honest person. Does, I'm not talking about a guy who says it's raining outside now. So the guy is chief, he's dishonest with himself. Dishonest person. <laughs> you can't get started, there's nothing to do. A guy's honest, gishmak. People come in the office, Rebbe, this, that, they'll tell me the worst. I did, once did this. We have, we have yet sorrows. Rebbe, you're going to fail them? Because we, have, we did our various, we made mistakes. We're human beings. We're human beings. If you're honest, you'll succeed. If you have emes and you embrace, you'll have atzlocha beyond your wildest dreams. When we hide and pretend and fake and divert, that's all part of lying. When we all depart, instead of embracing the challenge, we can succeed epically. When we're dishonest, we can't go anywhere. After I made this discovery, you know, you ever wonder, Yitzhak Avinu has an Esav. He can design. How can it be? Yitzhak, you know what it's Sadik Yitzhak Avinu? You don't know. Yitzhak Avinu. How can a Yitzhak have an Esav? How can it be? You can't grow up in Yitzhak's house and be an Esav. It's impossible. I had a friend, Rabbi Say, who I learned for six years. When you were around him, you were an Einus. You couldn't help but be a Tzadik. You couldn't help it. He was so special, Ezra. When you were around you, Pasha were an Einus, you were a tzaddik. You were a tzaddik by accident. You had no choice. Yitzchak Avinu's house, how can you be an Esav? By accident, you should be a tzaddik. By accident, you can't help but be a tzaddik around you. You know what it means to your Yitzchak Avinu? You ever had a round of Chaim Brimar, and I challenge you, I pay you money to try to be bad. You couldn't be bad. It's impossible, Usher. Around certain people, if I pay you money, 
Godorai was snicky and be bad around him. You couldn't do it. You couldn't. I want to see the guy. The first guy in the yeshiva could do it, I'm going to love him forever. What a guy. What a talented fellow. There's certain people you can't be bad around. You just go be around. I was like, let me hear you be cursing and just saying, watch no. Try. Let me see. I, I, I'll respect you. I didn't share. You're an amazing guy if you could do it. There's certain people you just can't. So how around Yitzchak Avinu could you have an Esav? You know what the answer I think is? What do we know about Esav, says Rashi? He was Sayyid Befiv, says Rashi. What does it mean? He had snares, traps in his mouth. Says Rashi, he was a liar. Ah, he was a liar. He was a liar. That's the answer. That's the answer. The only Bachar in Yeshiva who is not Matzliach, the only is a liar. There's no start to a liar. He just, he's not real. He's not honest. He's, <clears throat> authentic person, but Ines grows here. How do you grow? You work on yourself and you go, Pasha, why wouldn't I work on myself? In a place that doesn't tells you not to hide. If a place scares me into hiding my flaws, so you hide your floors, you walk around, nobody sees, so then you never grow. In the places, don't worry. Oh, yeah, floors, oh, show nice me, so do I. <laughs> a barker once told me it's okay to have struggles in Waterbury. Oh, what a smart guy. Shalom Aleichem, Dan Kalish, Floyd Dan Kalish. Nice to meet you, Floyd, whatever your name is. Well, we have floors, it's just called being alive, Hefer. Means I'm alive. I'm not dead. I'm alive. Shalom. I have struggles. You have struggles. Nice to meet you. Let's beat him. Let's go. Let's go. We all have. Moshe Rabbeinu had struggles. Avram Avinu had struggles. Nice to meet you. In a place, Mr. Perfect says, Rabbi. No Rebbe introduced himself as Rabbi. We're not Rabbi. We're strugglers working on ourselves. In a place that the Rabbi, the perfect Rabbi, meets the struggler, you don't grow. Yes, whoa. You're in trouble. You're not in trouble yet. It's hard. I don't feel Shabbos. Okay. Let's work. Such a temptation for me to go on my phone. It's a temptation for me to look at inappropriate sites. Oh, you're a human being. Nice to meet you. So I, and I also have my struggles. Nice to meet you. Another alive person. So gishmak. You're not a dead guy. If you have no struggles, check quickly. Look at your body. You're probably not alive. You're alive. It's an oil of and There's struggles. Now embrace and fight. In a world where you're allowed to have struggle, it's hard. Where struggles mutter. It's not just mutter, it's the mitzvah of Chaim. And I'm honest, to say that, the struggle. Nice to meet you, fellow struggler. Let's go! Let's fight! The Messias is Sharm and his Akdama says, This world's a battle, it's a mulchama. We're Musam in the war. It's a war out there, folks. It's a war. If you're not in a war, you ain't alive. It's a war. It's difficult. There are obstacles and chance. A good war. There are a lot of good things. But it's a war. When you're honest and real and focused and roll up your sleeves and fight, you're good to go. When there's no fight, there's no struggle, there's no battle, there's no honesty. The only one who's not Matzliach is a liar. A guy who's dishonest, hides and pretends and fakes. Where, where are you? Where are you? Don't, don't pretend. Don't hide behind anything. It's hard. It's difficult. There's battle. Let's conquer. Let's roll up our sleeves and grow. That's why the Yetzar is called the Tzifaini. He's called the hidden one because that's his goal. To keep it hidden. To keep it unidentified. Guerrilla warfare. That was the first thing I wanted to share with everyone today. But I want to get to a second. I, the guys look worn out. What time is it? 10 o'clock. I have an 11.30 meeting. What time is it? 10 o'clock. My father, my father Yankee, will give a share three and a half hours straight. He's doing a run and Xilbus, and he's sweating, and the guys are bugging after three and a half hours. He's like, my gosh, time flies when you're having fun in the whole shows. Like, nothing flew, I assure you. <laughs> like, time flies. <laughs> I look at the guys, I, not, not at my second point, I saw Arya almost. <laughs> I opened up, though, this was the main thing I wanted, this was only an introduction, the main thing I wanted to do. I'm going to do this very fast. This is going to be three minutes because I have a meeting 11.30 sharp. So this is very fast. It's 11.58. Ezra, I'm not into... I, I, like, being, I like honesty. We just spoke all about what? Honesty. 
Are you a fan of honesty, Ezra? So I'm very nervous about the next topic. Three minutes. I'm speaking a literal three minutes. I, 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 was, I was mean. A literal three minutes. I like honesty, so I want to be honest with you. The next topic is dangerous. You don't want to be self-serving. You know, when a yeshiva says, everybody wear hats and jackets, it's beautiful. But you have to be careful. It also looks good for the school. So are you just saying it your own agenda? You know, kids hate dishonesty. People naturally hate it. I've had kids, the parents give the kids a schmooze against jeans. So the kids tell me, the kids get all mad. What are the kids mad about? I'll tell you what they're mad about. If the kid would go to shul in jeans and the dad would say, I always, parents say, what do you want? Should I tell my kid? I tell you, you tell your kid. When the kid goes to jeans, if you give him a whole schmooze, it's not the cover the Adam, it's not the Seder, a person should dress like a guy, you know. You give like that, the kid's dad. All this is not what you're thinking. You're just thinking, you don't want the neighbors to think you're a bad father. Because we look funny, oh, your kid's one of those. You want to put your honor you care about. Kids hate lies. So I said, tell your kid I'm a normal person. I get embarrassed. People see you in jeans. It looks like I'm a bad father. People judge. It's a fact. You wear your tank top. It looks bad for me. A bachar in yeshiva wears a tank top. You know why he bothers other bachar? It's normal. And a guy shouldn't wear a tank top. Because another guy feels, but I'm not, I'm, 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 there's nothing to feel like a yeshiva. That, but I'm in such a builder place. It doesn't feel good. I don't like when a guy was a next yeshiva. I get very upset. It's not nice to other guys. Another guy doesn't feel good. I want to feel like I'm in a yeshiva. A guy dresses like he's... Like he's like he's, an inner, like he's an inner city boy. It doesn't feel good. His pants are half down. I want to feel like I'm in yeshiva. But that's what bothers us. Because I don't feel good. I want to feel. So there's nothing wrong to go up to a guy. If a parent would say to a son, when you dress in jeans, the neighbors look at me like I'm not a good father. My kid's one of those. Please don't wear jeans. What's the kid's name? That's, he's not allowed to be human, the father? Not allowed to be a human being? I get embarrassed. He's human. You walk to shul without a hat. You talk to you walk. People are superficial. You're also superficial. If I would walk in the tank top to share, you judge me. We're all superficial. <laughs> we all don't don't make believe it only that they're so superficial. You also judge. If on the interview you walked into the office, you're about to meet Dan Kalish, and I was in shorts and a tank top. You think there's a little bit of a weird yeshiva? You're also judgmental. We're all judgmental. Knock it off. The bottom line is, do you walk into shul? You don't have a hat, so people feel the kids not so yeshivish. So it looks like your father doesn't look a schmack for your dad. He's not allowed, oh, that's terrible. He's allowed to be a human being. He's not allowed to be human. Only you're allowed to be human. You also have feelings. You also have feelings. I always tell parents, just be honest. Tell the kid, don't wear jeans. People look at us, because that's ridiculous. He's being honest. Your father's not allowed to feel bad. The kids hate it when they're lies. When you tell your son, don't wear jeans, because that's prum, surah sa'adam, good. That is nothing to do with that. Not enough. You're embarrassed. My son asked me, you're the rub of the shul, and I come without socks, or without, without socks to shul, so maybe you get embarrassed. I'll put on socks for you. I gave him a big kiss. I said, I couldn't. I just love sitting next to you. Come in, come in, come in a diaper. I don't care. Just come to shul. I don't care. I, I'm not such an embarrassed type of guy. But I was so appreciative. He was so nice. It was so nice of him. I was amazed by him. He was so thoughtful that he was worried. I'm a little weird. I don't get so embarrassed so fast. I went to Nevada Yeshiva. It's not my style. I to honest don't really care. My kid has socks on or not. I said, this can't be without socks. I don't care. I was so impressed. They, and if a parent does get embarrassed, tell your kid it's normal. You're allowed to get embarrassed. And if you're mad at your parents for getting embarrassed, I don't know what's wrong. Why are you mad at your parents for being embarrassed? They're normal. They're not allowed to be human. You come to shul and you look less. And you know what? For your parents, what would be wrong if you dressed in a way that, people, that made your parents proud? What would be wrong? They feel good. They're not allowed to be human. They shouldn't think like that. That's your good mitzvah to affect how the world thinks. People are superficial. Deal with it. So are you and I. And you know what? Why not dress with the hat and your father feels good? Wow, look at his son. What's the difference? You made you, it's not superficial. You made your dad feel good. But kids, kids hate dishonesty, Ezra. We don't like when it's made to be... Fun. If you wear a funny yarmulke and said it's not to be saved, I get embarrassed. People say, you know, people are judgmental. I want my kids to look within the... Say, so what's wrong? I always just say, say it honestly. Don't pretend. So the next thing I'm going to tell you for three minutes is only three minutes, Ezra. 
I promise as doing once we start Ezra. I'm a little scared, you see, because the next Indian is an Indian that's important, but it makes the yeshiva look good. So I want you to know, please trust me, that I speak about this. I'm going to tell you why. I know it makes us look good. But I want you to trust me, I'm admitting it, I don't, I'm calling it out. I don't want to just say it and under, leave it underlined. It makes us look good. But it happens to be the truth. And I ask you, Mechila, that it also makes us look good. I am not saying it because it makes us look good, Yitzi. In four days, you're going home. After four precious Aseris, you make sure you go home. And there's one mitzvah I want to talk about a lot over the next three days. I want to talk about a lot, but I admit it makes us look good. If you come home and all of a sudden you have respect to your parents, they'll say, Waterbury, I like that place. <laughs> I heard from this bad, all different things about my kid, how dangerous. He respects me better, so it's self-serving. But I don't, so I don't like being a faker. I don't want to talk to you about something that's self-serving and pretend it's not. But I'm not doing it because of that. Please trust me. I, I like working at Kibar Aveim at the onset of our Aliyah because I'm very into Akar Satoiv. I think Akar Satoiv is the Midah that every single person has to grip. If I want one thing for my kid, one thing to be, after I'm gone from the world, I want them to have one Midah that they give to their children and their children to their children. The one Midah is Makirei Toiv to be appreciative to Hashem. Beautiful midah. It's the midah that causes a happy oilam azeh and a great oilam abuh. You want the good life? A happy life, Ezra. Chill, positive, fun, successful oilam azeh. And a wildly successful oilam abuh. Learn to appreciate things, Sviyari. I think the difference, Yankee, between a developed, sophisticated, happy, great human being and an average, sad, underdeveloped human being is Do you appreciate kindness? I have many proofs to this. I don't want to talk at all about it once. What is the mitzvah that most is about Akar Satayv? Is Kibaravim, being good to your parents. Usher, I totally understand there are a hundred reasons why it's a hard mitzvah. Ultimately, what do we have to be mocking to our parents for, Usher? Why do we owe Akar Satayv to our parents? They brought us into the world. If they dropped us at a train station and did nothing for us the moment we were born, we owe them the rest of our lives an unbelievable credit. Hakar Satayv. They brought us into the world. Let alone all the other things they did after. I'm huge. Kibarav aim. Respect our parents. I want to talk about a lot. I'm going to stop now in 30 seconds. I want to talk about it in the next few days a lot. We're going home. Now it's a new opportunity. We're away from home for a stretch. It's a new opportunity to come home and show it. It's very hard to change in middle. If one day I was acting mean to my parents and sharp and negative, to change the next day is hard. When I was away for a stretch, it's easier to change up. Become a makir toiv. Sure, we have all different reasons not to be nice. Be nice. I want to talk about it with Chazal. I want to talk about it a lot. It does make the yeshiva look good. I admit it. That's why I said, you know, you want to be honest. That's not why I'm speaking about it. So rip the yeshiva, say, my Rebbe smokes up marijuana with me. But I'm nice to you. It's not from the yeshiva. But I want to work on it for Akar Satoyev's sake. I ask you to be moichel, the side benefit that it gives the yeshiva. Well, my kid's nice to me. There's a side benefit, admittedly, Aaron. I admit it, I'm not a faker. It's noticed by me, but that's not the point. So I'm going to talk about it in the next three days. I want to focus on mitzvahs. We have a yantiv sukkah chock full of mitzvahs. We're born for mitzvahs. We just became Avdei Hashem, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. We're born for mitzvahs. We're going to focus on lulav, on sukkah. We're going to focus on mitzvahs the next few days. But one of the mitzvahs I want to focus on, we're going to focus on the sukkah a lot. We're going to focus on the Dawid Minim. But I want to focus on the mitzvah of Kibar Avim. I want it to be the project of this Ben Azmanim to be a better son. Ish Mashu, if you're a good son, become a great son. If you're a great son, become a ridiculously great son. If you're ridiculously great, become incredibly, unbelievably great. I want everybody to shtag Kibar Av. I want to talk about why more. I want to come from Chazal. Believe that during the next days. Rabbi Sai Shiurim are going to begin 12 15 sharp. Thank you.